just think about who you already are and just communicate that in an online format. Just be yourself. We don't have to, to suppress those parts of our personality. To meet someone that has something in common with you, whether that means you're both into basketball or you both like aviation gin, those are usually the moments where you bond with people the most. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Now, more than ever, it's important to keep up on the latest marketing trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 78 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I am Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing. This show is made possible by Powers of Marketing, empowering small to medium-sized businesses with strategic marketing development and execution. And my co-host is the lovely Jen Cole. Hey, Jen, how are you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. Just a nice, slow, rainy week here in Wichita, Kansas. And your cat is loving every drop, hey? Oh my gosh. He hardly ever <laughs> leaves the windowsill. He's like obsessed with the rain. It's really cute. Really cute. That's awesome. It's either that or snuggle time with your Olaf. Yeah. Puppy, right? oh, it's always the cutest. Yep. <laughs> I love it. All right. And this is the first show that Jen and I have done together in quite a while. I was thinking about it last night because I did the last two live. I mean, you were there, but you weren't. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to spend some time with you. Um, yeah, likewise. Since you you were supposed to be here in San Diego last week and the, or the week before. Yeah. I know that kills me. <laughs> it just kills me. <laughs> Social media marketing world was supposed to be the first weekend in March. And that's normally our at minimum, our annual get together in real life. So, you know, we'll make something else happen. Yeah. Okay. Our guest today, I'm super excited. And this is the first time, although getting to know her online a bit, this is the first time Jen and I have met Brienne Fleming. Welcome. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Excited to chat. And you're joining us from Southern Florida, right? Yes, exactly. Boca. Yeah, I'm between Boca and Fort Lauderdale in a, a suburb called Coconut Creek, which is the butterfly capital of the world. So there's your your fun fact for the day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I just always think of the Seinfelds when I hear Boca. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So our topic today is purposeful personal branding. So whenever I can add alliteration, I do it. I'm all about that. <laughs> or a pun. I like a good pun. Oh, me, um, me too. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So I'm going to read your bio. Brianne Fleming is a brand builder, marketing instructor, pop culture writer, podcast host, and speaker, and band boy fan girl. Brianne coaches individuals and brands on how to use the power of content to turn ordinary customers into passionate superfans. The result is a dedicated audience who will grow your business and remain loyal for life. Her coaching style isn't rigid or something you can find out of a textbook. Instead, she finds inspiration and takeaways from music, movies, and moments in popular culture, past and present. She also teaches branding and social media at the University of Florida. Brianne has a podcast called Making the Brand. I love that. And she recently had AJ McLean for Backstreet Boys on, and she's a total Backstreet fangirl. So amazing. And a Twitter chat called Pop Chat. Tell our guests before I forget to ask, when does Pop Chat happen on Twitter? Pop Chat is every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And we go over pop culture trends for the week, but we also put a marketing spin on them. I'm a big believer in that 
there's marketing lessons all around us. It's not just in sort of textbook examples and Fortune 500 companies, but we can also learn from our favorite musicians and movies and all of that. So that is the essence of Pop Chat. Love it. Yeah. And I, I have a hard time on Friday mornings, but now I realize that you're between the Chat About Brand live show and the Agora Pulse live show. Oh, yes, <laughs> so yes. I'm going to have to make it on a pop chat one of these days. Yeah. You have like a marathon of content on Fridays then. Uh, Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays are the day, the crazy day. The all the, oh, so many tweet chats on Thursdays. Yeah. All right, Jen, you want to, <laughs> you want to kick us off? Yeah, you bet. So to begin with, at its root, how would you, describe what personal branding is? Ooh, I first and foremost describe it as your offline personality being put in an online setting. So whoever you are just genuinely and authentically offline to your friends and family, that is also what you should portray online with what we call your your personal brand. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up is they think that once they go to put their put themselves online and build this online presence, they end up deviating from who they are just day to day with your friends, family, and coworkers. So that's always how I like to frame it is just think about who you already are and just communicate that in an online format. I think that's so smart because like when people start trying too hard and trying to be something that they aren't, it it does really shine through and it's pretty obvious. So you don't have to act if you're just doing it all. If you're just being yourself all the time, it takes out the acting part and people are going to fall in love with you the way you are anyway. Exactly. I always joke around. I, it's funny. I realized that I was, I had achieved authenticity online when I realized that strangers on Twitter were sending me the same Backstreet and Britney Spears memes that my best friend was sending me <laughs> like moments earlier. I'm like, they know me the same way my maid of honor knows me. Like this is this is what I was going for. So yeah, I think okay. it's it's just a, a good reminder not to lose yourself just because you're you're portraying this reputation online. It's who you already are at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's funny because I asked some friends who I know from online, but now there are like friends in in real life. What what they think my brand is, and it, and it came it came back to the podcast, which I find really interesting because it's a part of what I do, and it's a part of who I am, but it's not my brand. And I I'm like a very into sports, as as you can see that those who are on this podcast, it's an audio podcast, so they can't see. But I'm wearing a Gonzaga um, <laughs> uh, pullover, and uh, and I have a Gonzaga background because. It it's March Madness. And I've been reminded this week that I've done that in um, shows past too. So I was like, oh, well, I got to keep the tradition up. But anyway, so, but that's a really good segue to my next question. And you kind of already answered it. So asking like, how would you describe your own personal brand? like to someone who hasn't seen it? And then did you decide to go down this road or was it an evolution over time? Like, is it something that just kind of kind of happened and you're like, hey, let's roll with this? Yeah, so I imagine you're referring to the fact that I just incorporate pop culture and boy bands and all of this into my online presence. And it was a choice, but only because I realized I had made the wrong choice earlier, if that makes sense. So I, when I first started building my online presence and putting effort into it, I didn't follow that advice I just gave. I tried to portray this facade of, oh, I'm Brienne. I'm the marketing professor at the University of Florida. And I have this credential and this many years of experience. And I've worked for these brands and that brand. And it was only after a, a, a couple months of just soul searching that I realized that my brand and who I am has been there all along. I made the wrong choice by 
choosing to put all of that aside and create this persona that wasn't really me. So it was under my nose the whole time. I just didn't tap into it. And it it got to the point where one day it felt like I wasn't being myself by portraying this rigid professor vibe. Even in my classes, I try to have fun the same way and, you know, use interesting and diverse example in my lectures. So I said, why is that not coming through? And why am I not putting intention into that when I go to just create my online presence? So I just decided to get back to basics basics, and ask myself, who am I at the end of the day? And yeah, I... I like marketing, but I also like boy bands. And I grew up on these teeny bopper magazines, which I credit for sparking my interest in marketing in general. So yeah, it was there all along. I love that love story. That. Well, and I think it can help people kind of maybe see what their own personal brand might be. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because if you work in a couple of different spaces, not that they're siloed, but like for me, that's kind of the case. Like I have my social media life, like my marketing people, and I have my events people because the like, you know, that hospitality and meetings and events is my main vertical, but marketing is what I do. And so it's like this, they kind of know, they know me in different ways. And so, yeah, as you can tell, I'm kind of struggling with what, not that I want to change what I'm putting out there, but um, maybe how to frame it a little bit. Anyway, (laughs) this is not a therapy session. (laughs) Jen's got the next question. (laughs) I think it's just all about embracing who you are and embracing those little personality traits that, yeah, you like, you like marketing and and events, but yeah, you also like Gonzaga, like go with it. Just be yourself. We don't have to, to suppress those parts of our personality. That's what I've learned. Yeah. And I created a separate Twitter for it <laughs> and I hardly am ever in there. So I probably need to rethink it's exhausting. that. <laughs> I did the same thing. I looked up one day. I'm like, I have three different Instagram accounts, three different websites. Like what? This is madness. What am I doing? So I just, <laughs> you know what? I don't know if anyone's going to show up if I go this route. Like who else still cares about the Spice Girls besides me? Am I going to find my audience? <laughs> but yes, <laughs> Jen does. Yeah, so, it's funny you should mention oh. that because Sporty Spice is my sports Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Megan, I was totally going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that the point is of this episode, it had to be brought up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if someone wants to establish their own personal brand outside of where they work, what would you tell them? Whether it's like a you know, a side hustle or just something completely different? What would you tell them? I would tell them that it starts with reflection first. I think a common thing that we do is we go to create our online presence and we think that we have to reinvent ourselves. And even before I started really putting effort into my personal brand and I was climbing a corporate ladder and had a typical desk job doing marketing. If you looked around my cubicle, I had, you know, like meet and greet passes from the Backstreet Boys and like ticket stubs hung on my wall and like all these little things. It was already there. So I would reflect on things that make you you and, you know, look around and don't think that you have to start over and reinvent yourself because whatever it is that you want to portray online and your authentic voice is something that's already a part of you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And sometimes it is kind of hard to, to figure out how to well, kind of separate yourself from what you do, but all this, all, you know, at the same time, incorporate all of the different facets of yourself together to do exactly what you're saying, to be completely true online and to just be who you are, just be yourself. Yeah. We tend to overthink it sometimes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> And yeah. I think, you know, there's definitely some hesitation there. People might think it's being unprofessional to show other 
facets of their personality or other interests that they may have. But I would ask yourself, I mean, it's probably more likely than not that even in an office setting, your coworkers know about those little quirks and and things that you love. So why not just have that translate online as well? There's usually no harm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter can be your own water cooler. I mean, yes. you're, that's, I, that's what I see happening for you. And I think that that's pretty freaking amazing. Thank that's you. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to ask, and this was not part of the plan, but I, cause I just saw, did you see that the, like the president or the CEO of LinkedIn put out a statement that he sees the platform going in a like Facebook type route. And this is your professional playground. You should really only like people don't necessarily want to see pictures of your dogs and stuff like that. And I didn't see it until someone else posted, yo, like, here's the thing. This is part of who I am and what's harm and what harm is there in like letting people see another part of who you are. Right. I didn't see that. And we're all at home right now anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, I didn't see that specific headline, but I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, there was this woman who took down her professional headshot. That was, you know, she's in a blazer or whatnot. And she redid her headshot with this sort of work from home spin on it. And it was much more casual. And LinkedIn was so divided on it because her thought was, hey, this is how I'm working right now. This is how the whole world is working. I want to portray that. And yeah, half the people were saying, you know, this is unprofessional and not appropriate. And others were praising her for just being her true self and not being afraid to, to just embrace that. So... Okay, so I'm curious how you present the importance of brand consistency to your clients and students, assuming it's different. Is it different? No, I tend to give sort of the same okay. the same advice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in one circumstance, I'm delivering the advice to people and trying to coach them on how to do it. And on the, the second side of things with, with clients, I usually kind of do it for them and give them the answers. <laughs> so it differs that way. But, but no, consistency, I would consider it the same. Okay. And just do it. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Big picture. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. So we are at the brain break time in the show. And our question today is, of course, had to be pop related. And so my question is, if you could see any band get back together for a one-time concert, assuming they're all still alive, you know, would just make them be alive even if they're not. What band would that be? Jen, do you want to go first? Yeah, I, I got mine. They're alive. They just recently decided to retire, but because my boyfriend and I love them so much and we've never gotten to see them together and we love concerts, it's like a big thing to us. It would absolutely have to be Daft Punk. Hands oh, okay. Yeah. What a shame. Maybe they'll try to do a farewell tour before they officially hang it up. That'd be cool. Now that would be amazing. I have to catch that. Oh, uh-huh. show. <laughs> All right. Brianne, what is yours? Probably no surprise here, but even as a Backstreet Girl, I'm going to have to give it to NSYNC. I just think that they had such a good run and we've seen them reunite for little performances here and there, but I really love to see them do some type of set at Coachella or something because I... <sighs> Like I said, I'm a Backstreet Girl through and through. And yes, Justin Timberlake has had a great career on his on his own. So if you're an NSYNC fan, he's certainly had longevity that you can get behind. But there is just something so special about seeing this band that you've worshipped since you were a little kid, you know, together again, especially as an adult. It's like 
it sounds cheesy, but it's like an out of body experience, honestly, like just the nostalgia that you're overcome with. And I really want that for NSYNC fans. And I would definitely go and sing along right there with them. I love their music. And yeah, I really hope they can make that happen one day. I love that. Yeah. And when Backstreet's gotten together more than NSYNC, right? Because Justin kind of got too big for his britches, but I feel like everyone from Backstreet all, all stayed kind of on the same level. Is that accurate? Yeah, they're they're still touring too. There's a, a tour date that is still on hold that even through 2020, they had to reschedule for 2021. I'm just waiting for the announcement that it's going to get postponed again. But yeah, they're still making music. They're, they're still touring. There's rumors about a Christmas album coming out. So I feel very fortunate that for the last 20 years, they've still been putting out stuff. And yeah, I really want that for NSYNC fans too one way or another. Did you learn that rumor from AJ McLean on your podcast? <laughs> Not the Christmas album stuff, no, but I know <laughs> okay. he's working on some solo stuff too. So that'll be awesome. Looking forward to it. I'll take anything that they put out, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure. I love it. All right. So mine is, I do love pop music, but I'm a rocker. I'm a rock girl more than anything. Classic rock. My all-time favorite band is Genesis. So I definitely would get Genesis back together. And I would even add in Peter Gabriel, which just, um, he's you know no longer with us. So I saw Peter Gabriel in concert solo, like, I don't know how many, 10 years ago or something. Incredible. So, I mean, he's saying in your eyes and just like, of course, anyone who's seen the movie say anything, just, you know, I die. So, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely Genesis. Um, I had I did see Phil Collins a couple years ago. Um, he started touring again. He's all messed up. Like he's got a bad back. He had to sit for the. He walked out with a cane and had to sit for the whole set. But his son is playing drums now, and he's like just as good as his dad. It was amazing to watch. So that's fun. All right, Jen, want to kick off our second half? You bet. All right. So what? What brand do you admire the most and why do you think, what, what do they do to stand out in your opinion? Oh gosh, there's so many good ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got to give a huge shout out to Aviation Gin. I mean, our friend Adrian on Twitter, they just, yes. they, they just like, I feel like they have just embraced this sort of no rules mindset. Like they just throw caution to the wind. They're not afraid to try anything. And you know, hearing Ryan Reynolds talk about their strategy. I mean, I think it it is because they they give each other this creative liberty to just try something crazy and to take big risks and to not be afraid to just have a little fun with their marketing. And I think that's refreshing because again, we get sometimes we get in these corporate environments and we put up these guardrails and we think we have to stay in this certain sandbox. And every time they do something sort of outrageous, it gets everyone's attention and it's funny and they they leverage pop culture along the way. So I think sometimes putting rules and guidelines into place can really hinder your creativity. So they've they've embraced just having that creative liberty. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. I, I, I feel like anything that Ryan Reynolds touches just turns to, you know, <laughs> gold or whatever. Like we have aviation gin. That's the only kind of gin that we buy in this house. And I think it's the branding and the, you know, their, how they are on social has just really drawn us to, to them. And of course, Ryan Reynolds, he, he was the beginning of that whole thing anyway. So we love him. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love how they've taken it and flown. Absolutely. No pun intended, right? Aviation. Oh, so intended. <laughs> no. So intended. It was not. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. So I love that. We will get back together again in person. It's going to happen. 
Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about how do you ensure there's a cohesive look and feel between your digital brand and your in-person brand, you know, be that whatever it is, you know, activations, whatever, whatever the in-person element. And well, and we're talking personal brand. So now that I say that, I, you know, we as people, how do we present ourselves in order to, you know, stay in line with our digital brand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it starts with just blurring those lines and realizing that they're not that different. Even if you're in person and you're at conferences and things like that, you tend to bond with people, not necessarily over the marketing or the the main purpose of the conference. I mean, yeah, we're all there for that one purpose, but to meet someone that has something in common with you, whether that means, you know, you're both into basketball or you both like aviation gin or you're both boy band fangirls, like whatever that is, those are are usually the moments where you bond with people the most. So I think use those as icebreakers. Just try to get to know people beyond the surface, beyond just what their work is. I mean, we're in sessions all day, you know, we're learning all the time. And I feel like when we, especially after a pandemic, when we finally get back together again, we just want to get to the heart of getting to know people. I think we're we are quick to talk about work and to to put on this overly professional persona, but just be authentic, be yourself, kick back with people. I am so ready for happy hours again. <laughs> and just just be yourself. Yeah. So it's interesting too, though, because we, we get into this conversation around doing something that is your thing, like dressing in a certain way or wearing a certain thing. And, and so like tying that to a personal brand can be hard, like, but there are some people who take it to that next level. There's a guy at social media marketing world who would wear a yellow dumb and dumber tuxedo every day. (laughs) Yeah. Every day. And we're like, is he a five of those or what is going on here? (laughs) But anyway, that's a separate conversation. (laughs) And it makes Um, it memorable. Yeah, yeah, but it turns out I didn't know until years later that because I never walked up and had a conversation with him. I never met him face to face. I just saw him walking around. He does the social for the like banana slug uh, minor league baseball team. Then he, oh. they kill it on social. They do really well. They have a huge following. And part of it's because they get to have a lot of fun with it, right? So that's interesting. But I remember there were a couple years there where a few friends and I were just trying to figure out like, what's our, I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear an anchor every day because I love like nautical things. I'm a Delta Gamma or symbols and anchor. Um, uh, yeah. But like, did anyone notice that? that? Probably year. not. Yeah. yeah, but I also wouldn't wear like uh, my team's logo every day either in a setting like that. So it's kind of a funny thing. But I guess, I mean, part of our personal brand also though is just all about like who we are, right? And just getting to know people and just being this same person in person that we are online, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think there are ways um, to embrace that with your personal style as well, as you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. You see a lot of like, uh, what is it? Amanda's always Amanda Robinson. She's always dressed in pink because that's her personal brand with the high heels and everything. Like, just you know that kind of thing. And that kind of leads to the next question: Do you consider your personal brand to be one that's separate from your company? I, on the consulting side, my one-on-one consulting, I do consider it to be sort of separate, but. Again, when people get to know me, like after spending months together working on a certain brand, you know, sometimes we'll kick off a Zoom call and they'll be like, oh, so I saw you had AJ on your podcast. Like, what was it? Like, they get to know me the same way I mentioned that you get to know people at conferences and stuff. You get to learn 
personal things about them. And especially in this work from home atmosphere, I know, <laughs> you know, people can't see this on the audio, but you know, I've got my pop culture art behind me and my Backstreet Boys pillow over here. They're, they're conversation starters. So yeah, they may be separate to start. Like they're not, I don't pitch to clients and say, oh, you should work with me because I love the Backstreet Boys. But <laughs> once, uh, once you start working together, you, I think you, you latch onto those things that you get to know about people and uh, as friendships start to form as well. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. That's like my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. It's all about the relationship. And that's like what we talk about at Now Marketing Group is about relationships, building relationships with clients and not just treating them like a number or, or a line on the, you know, the roster. Exactly. It's a big deal. And it, it's more fun for everybody that way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm a traveler and I travel solo. And it's funny too, because people are always like, you went by yourself? I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Have you ever taken a trip by yourself? It's so much fun. <laughs> you don't have to answer to anyone. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I lived in Croatia for two months this fall. So yeah, so that's definitely something that came up. I think I recorded like five podcasts between... I had another podcast at the time between the two and I spoke at two conferences. So yeah, so that... And then my, so my background on my Zoom was always like my view from where I was. And so that again, yeah, conversation starters, even if they're fabricated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are valuable. Yeah, they definitely break the ice and help you build those relationships. So... Why not? Yeah, for sure. All right. If you could give just one piece of advice to anyone wanting to develop a digital strategy for themselves or with, you know, which obviously personal brand is part of that one piece of advice, what would it be putting you on the spot? Yeah. I mean, maybe I can give two here because okay. I feel like I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when it comes to personal branding, even calling it a strategy could sometimes trip you up. I know me personally, I don't look at metrics for my personal brand and like try to compare and try to be better month to month when I'm just being myself online. You know, for clients, it's a, it's a different story, but I don't know how to tell myself, okay, you're not being good enough this month when it's, it's a, your personal brand. So just have fun with it and, and don't treat it as such a business. Just be yourself. So that was the first piece of advice is, is don't really look at it as a strategy going into it because that could be paralyzing. And yes, the second thing is just be yourself. Don't overthink it. You know, you might question if you'll if you'll find your audience and if anyone else cares about the things that you do, but you'll find that yes, there will be people who do, and they're going to be people who are just people in your audience that you really want. You're going to attract the the people who share your values and and you have things in common with. So I always think that's the way to go is just be yourself. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Isn't that yes. the saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So we like to ask our guests about a good business book. What's a like good, great business book that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I will share the textbook I use for my class on personal branding. I, I call it a textbook, but it's really just you know a paperback. It's not as scary as it sounds, uh, but it's called Stand Out by Dory Clark. And it's all focused on personal branding and how to embrace your differentiators and just learn to put yourself out there and to build an audience around things that you already love. And she has a, a series of other books about entrepreneurship, but she is really a huge authority on personal branding. So Stand Out by Dory Clark. Love it. All right. So what's the best way for our listeners to find you? Yeah, please join me on Twitter. As we mentioned, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern for hashtag pop chat. 
My handle is at Brienne2K, like Y2K, the, the best era <laughs> ever. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and my website is briannefleming.com. And you can also find my podcast, Making the Brand on all the podcasting things. So Awesome. And for those who are listening to this and maybe have not listened to our episode on Twitter chats with Nathalie Gregg, please go and listen to that and you will fully understand the value um, and awesomeness that is a Twitter chat and will want to go ahead and enjoy that action on Fridays. All right. So I don't often ask this, but I want to ask our listeners if you have not done so please go ahead and review this podcast on whichever platform you are listening on. It helps other people see that it exists and and we just love doing it. And we want all of this awesomeness that our guests share with us to reach as many people as possible. Thanks, Brianne. I really appreciate you being on with us. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to meet at a conference one day in person. Yes. I, I hope that. so. Yeah. <laughs> thanks and again, thanks, guys. Jen Cole. Yeah. Jen, I hope to see you or speak to you more at least. Yeah. I really in, hope in the near future. Megan. Thank you for my <laughs> Megan withdrawals. That's for sure. <laughs> it feels like it's been quiet the last couple of weeks. So, so yeah, we're back in the swing of things. Yes. All right, friends. This has been episode 78 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>